This is the Advocatus Interpretati Podcast with Matt Lohr, Episode 9. Hello and welcome to Episode 9 of the Advocatus Intimitati Podcast, released on Monday, the 28th of October, 2019. I am your host, Matt Lohr, here with a selection of privacy news stories in the first half, followed by a discussion of so-called artificial intelligence in the second half. The Washington Post reported last week on AI-driven assessments by recruiting technology company HireVue. Companies that use this system require job candidates to record video interviews using their webcam, which are then automatically analyzed to generate an employability score. Apparently, use of this system is so widespread in some industries, like hospitality, that universities are teaching students techniques to improve their scores. But since the algorithms used are proprietary and secret, no one is quite sure how the system makes its decisions. Critics deride it as snake oil and worry about bias, particularly against candidates who are non-native speakers of English or have a foreign accent. As the article notes, Illinois recently passed a law requiring employers who use these systems to disclose how they work and to obtain consent from the job candidate. I expect we will see other states adopt similar laws in the future. I'm very skeptical of this company's claims, as I am about pretty much every company that claims their product uses AI to solve an intractable problem. More on that in the second half. MasterCard announced a new data responsibility imperative, adopting six principles globally to complement their compliance with data protection laws and encouraging other organizations to adopt the same principles. These principles are stated as security and privacy, transparency and control, accountability, integrity, innovation, and social impact. As part of this initiative, they have extended the GDPR's protections to all data subjects around the world, allowing them to see and manage the data MasterCard holds on them through their data portal. While I believe this is a positive development, I can't help but say, oh great, another set of principles. It's bad enough that every privacy law has a different number and formulation of data protection principles, but now MasterCard is getting in on that action. Still, it's nice to see a major corporation taking a leadership role. And Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg was back on Capitol Hill Wednesday, defending his company's Libra digital currency project to skeptical lawmakers. You may have heard in the last few weeks that major financial firms Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal had withdrawn from the project under increased regulatory scrutiny not only in the U.S., but also in Europe. Governments have a number of serious reservations over Libra. Not only is there concern that, like other digital currencies, it could be used for money laundering, tax evasion, and financing terrorism, but the plan to peg the Libra to a basket of international currencies could threaten the stability of the international monetary system if Libra caught on with Facebook's 2.4 billion users. Zuckerberg acknowledged that Libra was a risky project, and said he was committed to obtaining approval by U.S. regulators. Speaking to someone who last year decided to no longer trust Facebook with my data, I know I'm not ready to trust them with my money either. Today I want to talk a little bit about artificial intelligence, or AI as it's often called. Today, it seems that every industry has companies touting that they use AI to solve an age-old problem. But what exactly do they mean? The first thing to realize is that none of these companies have built Skynet. I guess that's a good thing. But we're not talking about computers with consciousness or free will, which is also a good thing, because there's a whole ethical and philosophical can of worms there. 
it's important to note that a lot of companies that claim to use AI are full of it. Their product is actually just a hard-coded list of rules dreamed up by their development team, or even better, outsourced to human workers through Amazon's Mechanical Turk service or something similar. What's left is something that is more appropriately called machine learning. Machine learning comes in a few flavors. The most basic is something called a Bayes classifier. In technical terms, a Bayes classifier assigns a probability that label Y takes value R based on a set of observations X. The classic use for a Bayes classifier is spam filtering. Spam filters take a number of observations about an incoming email, such as the frequency of words in the body, and also observations about the structure of email itself, like if it is HTML only, or comes from an IP address without reverse DNS, and applies a weight to each of these observations to determine a probability that the message is spam. The filter then sets a threshold, shunting any message with a probability higher than the threshold into the spam box. Notably, Bayes classifiers can be trained to adjust the weights to compute better probabilities. So when a spam message makes it through to your inbox and you mark it as spam, you train the filter to better recognize what is spam. Classifiers aren't limited to just two outputs, like spam or ham, but can be used for other classification problems, like identifying which numeric digit is in an image. Beyond Bayes classifiers, there is a concept of artificial neural networks. These are inspired by the structure of the brain, though in practice they work a little differently. Instead of simply applying a weight to an observation, inputs are presented at one end of a neural network, then pass through one or more layers, each containing one or more nodes, with one or more connections to nodes in adjacent layers. Each connection has a weight, and the node itself has a propagation function, which computes outputs based on the inputs. Generally, a process called backpropagation is used to train the neural network to produce better outputs. I could go further into the weeds on this, but while I took a Coursera course on machine learning offered by Andrew Ng last year, I hardly claim to be an expert on the subject. The important thing to recognize is that machine learning, both with Bayes classifiers and neural networks, is usually supervised learning. Supervised learning means that something outside the system evaluates whether the output is the desired one. Now, in some cases, it's a computer model or some other automated system. But in many cases, the desired output is determined by a human being. And this is an important point. Many machine learning systems are pitched as ways to eliminate human bias in decision-making. But when a human being decides whether the machine learning algorithm reached the correct result, it can end up training the algorithm to perpetuate the same human biases. Another major problem is the data set used to train a machine learning algorithm. It is important that the data set used to train the algorithm be representative of the data set against which the algorithm will be used in practice. Bias in which data are included will often produce poor results. A great example is the many instances in which facial recognition systems have performed poorly when presented with the face of a racial minority. The recent controversy over the British Home Office's automated passport photo checker is a perfect example of this. So remember the next time you hear a company hyping their AI-powered product, that in many cases AI is anything but intelligent, and even the most sophisticated machine learning algorithm is only as unbiased as its teachers. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. 